G'day everyone, I'm your mate Nate. Strap yourself in for your weekly dose of money, politics and truth. Together, we look at high-impact stories that you may have heard of, but have never truly been told. From historic Kerry Packer tales to longer deep dives into the true origins of the welcome to country phenomenon. I'm your mate Nate, and get ready to rethink the way you look at the world around you. In this episode, we look at one of the trailblazers in US politics right now, Vivek Ramaswamy. Off the back of his demolition of the other Republican candidates in the GOP debates, I thought I'd bring you his backstory, how he rose to billionaire status, and why he is staunchly fighting for the future of America. In the game of US politics, star players for the Republican team Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump are dominating headlines. But there's a fresh face on the Republican roster, and his journey is nothing short of astonishing. Big Pharma deals worth billions, plans to abolish the FBI, and 9-11 conspiracies. Strap in. I'm your mate Nate, and from the mean streets of Cincinnati to the towering towers of New York City, meet the anti-woke 38-year-old big pharma billionaire Vivek Ramaswamy. In the bustling heart of Cincinnati, Ohio, far from the halls of Washington, a young Vivek Ramaswamy was charting his own American dream. Born to Indian immigrants, his story wasn't one of privilege or political lineage. Rather, his parents taught him that in America, with hard work and resilience, anything was possible. Vivek took that MO and ran with it. From the classrooms of Harvard where he earned his bachelor's degree, to the esteemed halls of Yale for his law degree, Vivek's journey was a testament to his drive and intellect. After graduating, the bustling streets of New York beckoned, and Vivek found himself in the high-stake world of hedge funds. Having now completed the rags-to-riches dream, he would then also go on to fight progressive ideology, authoring several books targeting left-wing woke culture and identity politics. His main criticism was that mainstream media and politicians push an extremely corrosive agenda onto American institutions, including the sciences. He was also appalled at the fact that companies were becoming increasingly involved in political discussion. So Vivek would then go on to create Strive Asset Management, a financial company which aims to keep politics out of the boardroom. His views have then made him a frequent guest across all media outlets, where he's discussed everything from politics, technology, and business. But it wasn't Wall Street's allure that would define him. Instead, a deeper calling awaited, the complex and often controversial world of pharmaceuticals. In 2014, Vivek's journey truly began with the founding of Royvant Sciences. But Royvant wasn't just another biotech firm. It had a unique strategy. It wasn't actually going to create any new medication, but rather the company was going to acquire late-stage drug candidates that other companies had abandoned, essentially resurrecting failed medications. This approach meant Royvant didn't have to do any of the heavy lifting of having to conduct expensive early-stage research and development. Instead, they could conduct cheaper and less time-consuming fine-tuning into drugs that they think might have a chance at success. Then, they simply commercialized the drugs as if it was their own, cutting huge costs but still raking in the massive profits. Vivek's model was praised for its innovation and potential to bring neglected treatments to patients. So taking advantage of his various tax benefits, Vivek founded the company in Bermuda and secured almost 100 million bucks in startup capital from major investors. 
He then established a subsidiary company called Axavant in the US, where the majority of his pharmaceutical operations would occur. Then one year later, Vivek's company got its big break. For a relatively small 5 million bucks, Axavant had purchased a patent for interbidine from pharmaceutical giant GlaxoSmithKline. Intended as a drug for Alzheimer's disease, it had failed miserably in previous trials, but Vivek was confident. So confident, in fact, he rang up a mate to put him on the cover of Forbes magazine, where he would boldly claim that his company would achieve the highest return on investment in pharmaceuticals history. And so riding the hype train, he put Axavan on the stock market and skyrocketed the company's market value to nearly $3 billion. All things appeared to be running smoothly, but Viv had other plans. He sold his stake in Axavant and cashed out more than $37 million. Strange behavior for someone who thought his company was going to be the most successful in pharmaceutical history. And so whether it be Viv's plan or just bad luck, in 2017, Interbidine failed in its first major clinical trial, causing Axavant's market value to plummet by 75%. Many shareholders suffered humongous losses, except for Big Viv. As of 2023, Axavan has dissolved as a company altogether. Viv Unfaze still has his stake in the main company Royvant, and in 2017, SoftBank invested a staggering 1.1 billion bucks into the company. With this new injection of capital, the company would purchase and make effective the prostate cancer drug Relugolix and bladder medication Vibragon. Vivek would also sell stakes in multiple Royvan subsidiaries and make a cool $175 million. In 2023, as his political ambitions took center stage, Vivek stepped down as chair of Royvan to focus on his presidential campaign, though he still remains a significant shareholder in the company and now boasts a net worth of over $1 billion. Viv's company Royvan Sciences has a business model that's simple and effective. But in 2015, it had a major scare. The investment firm where Vivek worked made a significant investment in Retrofin, a company notorious for its then-owner, Martin Shkreli. Dubbed the infamous Pharma Bro, Martin Shkreli gained notoriety for all the wrong reasons. Namely, he first gained publicity for hiking the price of the life-saving drug Daraprim from $13.50 a pill to $750 a pill overnight, a move that sparked outrage among the global community. Shkreli would then later be convicted on unrelated securities fraud charges and be sentenced to four years in jail. Interestingly, Shkreli has claimed that at one point he considered Vivek a good friend, and Viv in the past has described Shkreli as a brilliant and criticized his imprisonment, stating it was a victimless crime. But Viv has also stated Shkreli is pathologically incapable of telling the truth, and maintains that they are far from being friends. Perhaps it has something to do with the fact that Shkreli believes that his company originally came up with the drug resurrection business model and that Vivek's company Royvant simply copied and supersized it. This murky relationship that Shkreli and Vivek appeared to have shared could allude to Viv being an ally of the often corrupt pharmaceutical industry. Namely, he's criticized both the FDA and the industry for what he sees as their roles in perpetuating America's healthcare problems. And whilst his insider perspective could make him a formidable opponent in debates on healthcare reform, the fact that he's made his money from the same industry he criticizes creates some level of skepticism. So is Vivek a good apple in the unethical game that is Big Pharma, or is it that he's simply just appearing as one? This is a question for voters and the public to answer themselves. 
Vivek Ramaswamy's venture into presidential politics has shaken up the Republican establishment. His campaign has been marked by audacity and controversy, pushing unconventional proposals that resonate with his staunch conservative base while raising eyebrows among mainstream politicians. At the heart of his campaign is a call to abolish the FBI, something that's never been heard from a serious presidential candidate before. He argues that the FBI's actions in recent years represent an overreach of federal power and infringements on individual liberties. But can a man who made his fortune off the pharmaceutical industry and plans to dismantle a federal institution be a viable presidential candidate? His campaign is seemingly a threat to the established players like Donald Trump, but he also offers a new flavor of republicanism that aligns with a growing sentiment against wokeness and political correctness. Vivek's alignment with conservative outlets has granted him a level of media exposure that most new entrants to politics could only dream of. Should we see him as a threat to Trump or as a potential running mate? is the question that's circulating among political pundits. His campaign is not without its downsides. His association with Martin Shkreli, despite Vivek's denouncement, could be damaging in an environment increasingly skeptical of Big Pharma. His ties to a company that skyrocketed drug prices and his claim that such price hikes are a victimless crime have caused many to question whether he's a man to address America's healthcare challenges. Also of note is his choice of potential running mate Democrat Robert Kennedy Jr. This has only further confused both supporters and critics alike. Can a candidate who allies himself with both conservative media and a Democratic running mate unify the fractured Republican Party? Or is Vivek Ramaswamy merely another passing spectacle in the world of US politics? Thanks so much for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're a new listener, we've got episodes coming out every Tuesday and Thursday morning. Can't wait to catch you in the next one, guys.